The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by that damn barbecue. We made it. We made it, folks. It is Friday. It is the 11th, six minutes past the top of the hour. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. And because it is Friday, it, because it is the best day of the week, we are joined by Seth Stokes on the Irish Network's hotline. My man Stokes, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, my brothers. How are we doing today? It's Friday. It should be a great day. How are y'all doing? Great. 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 Like Tony the Tiger, man. Like Tony the Tiger. Great. <laughs> man, we got an easy dub coming up. Easy. Easy, 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 easy dub over. <coughs> Vanderbilt. Uh, Ben's awake this morning. It's supposed to be Friday. It's going to be so lit. Sports Center's going to be playing the top clips. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I need I need a crossover where someone touches the earth. No, 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 no. We need <laughs> we need a dunk. We we haven't had an electrifying dunk Who's this year. Who's doing that? Sati. What stop. What if Sati just kinda came out of nowhere and just yammed on somebody? I I might get arrested if that were to happen on Saturday because I would go streaking across the court. You, you would see me losing my my mind running across the court if Santi yammed oh, on somebody. Oh, <laughs> I don't think Santi I'd be. Dunk. I don't think I'd be the only one. We need like a, a an Urosh. Our post players would be the most likely, like Urosh, Brandon, or, or Jonas, just to where they kind of go up for a two handed Shack type dunk and and. Your boy with the man bun from Vanderbilt is underneath him. He said she have no. <laughs> oh. What's old dude's name? It's 42, right? From uh, Vanderbilt. Quentin Malora Brown. My mama told me to tell you <laughs> to mind, Joe. Oh. oh, man. Kevin Hart's the goat. Stop. I'll be seeing Stop. Kevin Hart in, in the Ville next, next weekend. Have fun, my friend. I will. Kevin Hart's great. Don't hate. Appreciate. He is great. He's the GOAT. Stokes! No. No, he's not the GOAT. <laughs> no, he's not the GOAT. He's not the GOAT. But he is He is one of the greatest comedians of all time, and he is hilarious. You got to excuse Ben. Ben is real loose with the term GOAT. He's real loose, man. He used it loosely. Real, real irresponsible <laughs> with tell. it. I can tell. <laughs> Gripped by the moment. Oh, man. Stokes, how, how did the um, the whole car building, car repair, truck repair <laughs> thing go last weekend? How was that? Oh, see what oh man. Um, so an update on that is uh, we we yanked the engine so I could reseal it, do the new head gaskets, and uh, we got it turned over. And one of the issues that I heard that made me want to pull it was it was just something metal sounding but i couldn't tell if it was top end or bottom end didn't sound like a rod was knocking 
So I was like, well, maybe a rocker arm popped off or something like that, or timing was a little loose because I don't know, it was just a weird sound I'd not heard before. Um, as I was disassembling the engine from top to bottom, everything was looking good, which in that situation is not a good thing because um, by the time I got the engine flipped upside down, took the oil pan off, um, there were big chunks of metal, which was not good, and saw where one of my uh, connecting rods had broken in half and punched a hole in the block. So that motor is toast. Toast, toast, toast. So now the hunt is on for a uh, uh, 4.6 liter two-valve Romeo short block. I'll be on the lookout for you. Yeah, man, me too, man. I'll be on a... Yeah, appreciate it, appreciate it. Yeah, I'll be on the website. Appreciate it. eBay and stuff. <laughs> I'm sure those are real cheap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real. Well, if if you buy one that's just straight out of another truck that hasn't been rebuilt, yeah, I could pick up a I could pick up a core short block for about 200 bucks off eBay. But then you've got to spend, you know, however much money to have it machined and all that fun stuff to get it ready to go in a new vehicle. So, um, I'm I'm getting quotes from a couple of different companies now, and it's uh, it's frustrating. It was literally worst case scenario. I hate when that happens, man. I hate when that happens. Mm-hmm. It sucks, but it is what it is. Nothing you can do but fix it. I mean, that's all there is to it. That's it. That's it. Ball fan says you can joke about the Vandy man bun, but guy. The, the the Vandy man bun guy, but the kid plays hard. He's supposed to. You don't get no special treats for playing hard. Scholarship. Yeah, you're supposed to play hard. You don't, get, you don't get an extra certificate for playing hard. You're supposed to. Un- unless your name is Sakai Ziegler, and then people don't want to trade you for Jabari Smith or Paulo Bonjero. You're supposed to play hard. And that right ball fan. Hey, man. Hey, you know I ain't going there. Big Shot Rob said, they should pay like Cat Williams. They funny. They funny. They funny. Don't get Ben started. I ain't going down that rabbit hole about about comedians. I don't think that Dave Hart, or uh, Dave Hart, Kevin Hart is the goat. He's my personal favorite, but I realize that he is not the goat. But he is one of the greatest of all times. So why can't we just leave it at that? Why? Why does everybody have to be categorized as, he was as one or the other? Because you called him the goat. You, you, didn't, my, you didn't say one of. You called him the goat. I was, was joking. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Y'all sensitive about y'all's Dave Chappelle. Hey, people sensitive about their people sensitive about the uh the comedy, man. Especially well, I see up. that. Why why can't I love Dave Chappelle? I love Cat Williams. I love Larry the Cable Guy. I love Kevin Hart. I love them all. If they make me laugh, I love you. I know that's right. Make me laugh and we good to go. I used mm. to love Bill Cosby. Not anymore though. I never thought he was funny, honestly. And I said that I, I opened with me saying that I'm going to see the goat next weekend because Swain and I have been messing with each other about the comedian goat conversation for years now. Mm-hmm. Ever since it was, it was funny because um, the last time Kevin Hart came to Knoxville, we went and it was such a coincidence because I bought my tickets before Ben, and then Ben bought his tickets a little after me. I was kind of I was kind of aggravated because I bought my tickets earlier. And I paid a nice little chunk for it. And then I sit down at the, you know, my seat. Because when you sit down at the Kevin Hart show, like, at a certain point, you got to put your phones away. If you don't put your phones away, they will take your phone. Or, or no, you are asked to leave. You got to leave the whole show. So, like, I have my phone up. And I'm just sitting there chilling, waiting for the show. Here comes Ben and his <laughs> wife strolling in. And they sit, like, 
couple seats away from me. I'm like, wait a minute. How did this happen? I know y'all didn't pay the same price. <laughs> and you got yours later. How did you get a ticket? I was happy that they were sitting close to me. But I was kind of like, how did that happen? But <laughs> in the whole entire arena, Stokes, Ben and his wife, Savannah, were literally right next to us. Mm-hmm. It was a coincidence. It was it was crazy. So The yeah, best we part was, of that was, like you said about the phones, like if, if you got caught texting once the, the show started, yep. you were done. Yep. Oh, they had, and, they had hall monsters, did they? Yes. One for each aisle of Thompson Bone <laughs> Arena. Yep. And there, there was two girls that got there like 10 minutes late mm-hmm. and, and didn't know about the phone rule. Mm-hmm. They sat down. They pulled out their phone to, I guess, check what time it is or send a text or something, and boom, the, the hall monitors got them. Yep. They, they had to leave. You and you, four and five, come Dang. with me. They was hot. They was mad. That money you spent for your ticket, gone, because they don't want you to record any part of the show and put it out. Yep. Because I, I don't think that that particular one was the Netflix special, but uh, it, it, it became ma- a Netflix special. Yeah, so it don't it don't matter, but... You know, we had a couple, couple LOLs. There wasn't that many. A couple of them. He was all right. He he was good. He was all right. He, he was. was right. He didn't meet your standard, which is n- nobody can meet your standard. Yeah, my standard is like Eddie Murphy, okay. Dave Chappelle. Your standard is like Tom Brady winning seven Super Bowls. No, yes. no, no. I'm used. I'm used to Cedric Entertainer, Bernie Mac, Steve Harvey. Let me some Bernie Mac. Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Richard Pryor, like. Them dudes have you like bent over, slapping your knees. You know, yeah, yeah. I get a little, I chuckle. I, I watched that. King, Go ahead, Stokes. I watched that Kings of Comedy DVD so many dang times. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness! Oh, to have you wrote it. I also, the- Cedric the Entertainer's his bit about parking the spaceship <laughs> was one of the funniest things. Got to turn that music down. I heard in some time. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> what I love so about funny. Kevin Hart is is like. His his mannerisms and like oh, yeah. the the way he like his, the show that he puts on along with his jokes is, is what cracks me up because he's a little person. Yeah. Who was the funniest teammate that that you had at Tennessee? Funniest teammate. And don't say yourself because I know you're lying. Oh, I got I, I got jokes now. Funniest teammate. Ah oh, man, we had some fools. We we has we had some fools on our team. I know like. The 49ers, Jawan Jennings was at, was mentioned when uh, Debo Samuels was asked about funniest teammate. But, like, I guess it depends on what year. But we have, we, I can't tell you one person, man, because we had a lot of fools. We had a lot of comedians, a lot of fools on our team. Like, Corey Lawkins stands out because of the, the timing of what he would do things. He did not care. And he was so funny. I remember the time he drove his car on the indoor field. (laughs) Like, it was the funniest thing ever. And everyone was like, what? Are you kidding me? Why did he do this? Because somebody said he wouldn't. (laughs) He was like, okay. okay." Drove his car on the field. Man, I was rolling so, so hard. Did he get in trouble? I don't know. I doubt it. You know, I doubt it. Yeah. So we had some good times, man. I, I would say Corey Lockins. I'll just I'll just roll with that. Corey Lockins is probably my my the funniest teammate. 
And they grilled they grilled you coming in as freshmen now. They grilled you. So I had to go through that. And if you don't know how to roast back, you're done, son. You're done. So I had to roast them back. I know you know how to roast back. Yeah, I had to roast them back. Him and Troy Fleming, and you know, I got my respect. Because I, <laughs> I used to clap back to my Troy Fleming's head. See, you you just <laughs> you go for the jugular, like right off the bat. You you don't ease into it. You mm. just bam. No, dead. Yeah, I'm going for your neck. Going for your neck. You want you want joke? Okay. <laughs> All right. Because nope. I learned in elementary school. If you don't, if you don't go for the neck, it's gonna continue. Next day, after next day, after next day, you, you gotta you gotta end it. You gotta go, you gotta come with the mama jokes yep. off the bat. Yo, mama so fat. <laughs> you can't play around. <laughs> oh man. STLVFL get some get Ben some milk and cookies. <laughs> oh, I've, I've seen that. <sighs> Charles Duvall says whole tink tink. Poor old Tink Tink. Yeah, Tink. My tink, favorite Tink is uh, behind bars right now. Tink Tink is behind bars, uh, right? Yeah. Tink Tink in the clink clink. <laughs> yeah, Oscar. Oscar, yeah, man. Yes. Storages. The- I think it's how you say that. Hey, say Nico's name, Ben. Come on. Come on, Stokes. Say Nico's name. Nico. 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 The the Nico. number one quarterback on the board for the Swain event. Nico. That's how you say his the, name. The quarterback. The the Four or five star quarterback from California, 2023 class. How you say his last name, Ben? Nico. Stokes, what you got? How you say his last name? Uh Yamaliva. Nico, you talking about I'm a lever. I'm a lever California and come to <laughs> play in Knoxville. There you go. Correct. That's how you say it. No. We were, we was practicing yesterday. You ready, Ben? Nico Yamaliva. Iyao Maliava. Iyao Maliava. There you go. Uh, let's just go get Dante Moore. No. We should pass those, on Nico just so we can go, <laughs> avoid having to say All those letters day. and syllables ain't in the name. Hey, man, you better know how to say his name if you want to win. I'll, I'll, Dante Moore. Let, let's just who's, go. Who's better? Dante Moore. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they're, they're the same. They're the same. Let's go get Dante. Let's go get Arch Manning. I know how to spell Manning. Yeah, right. And say it. You can't kidnap people to come to Tennessee, Ben. He's not he don't even have Tennessee's top five. <laughs> That's his fault. <laughs> Nico Nico. I'm sorry, what? Nico Iabaliava. There it is. There it is. Practicing yesterday. Practicing. I'll start practicing once he commits. <laughs> I know, right? That that's that was my whole thing too, but we we good man. We good. We we gonna be in there. We are gonna be in that top, that top two or three, and then we'll have a nice little chance. We'll see. We'll see. We'll hey, see. Old, old old rivals had an update on old Nico. Another one. Yesterday. Well, this. Yeah, I guess this is another one. What they say? Well, he said. Let me start with the, uh, the Bama. And and mm. and Georgia love, or you just want no, me to skip straight no, to Tennessee? No, give give me all give me all love, man. Uh, he said he hopes to make a decision by May. Alabama, Georgia, and Tennessee are the main contenders, along with Ole Miss. And the high four-star quarterback is planning possible trips to all three for spring games. He said, "I love Bama, love Saban, great guy. Coach O'Brien came down here two weeks ago, and I love him. And I've been in contact with Coach Wiggins." 
I plan on making their spring game. Then he talked about Georgia and said, Coach Munkin has been there since day one. one. We have a very cool relationship, and I think I'm going to make that spring game too. And then about Tennessee, he has the longest paragraph about Tennessee. There we go. There we go. I love Tennessee. Tennessee is definitely one of the top schools. Did he say he loved all of them? I want to go where I'm loved, and Tennessee fans are great. You see a lot of orange on social media. I love Knoxville. And that whole experience, when I took that trip, was a great experience for me. I don't see any separation in the, he, in the he, quotes. He, he showed more love to Bama and Tennessee. With, with Bama, he said, I love Bama. Talked about saving. With Georgia, he was just like, eh, Coach Munkin has been there since day one. I mean, we have a that, cool that's, relationship. That's pretty strong, too, though. It's pretty strong to be there since day one. I'd rather hear him say, I love Tennessee, instead of, uh, Coach Munkin's cool. He's been there since day one. I personally think Tennessee is one of the top top two, but yes, I, I think it's Bama and Tennessee right now, and and Georgia and Ole Miss lurking behind, and, and Oregon. If he were to stay on the West Coast, he would probably go to Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that that's a program changer right there, Stokes. I mean, if you if you can land, oh no doubt, a quarterback like that. I mean, has, has Tennessee? I mean, was Peyton the last? Quarterback that highly ranked was it was Crompton, Crompton. ranked that Crompton what was he ranked? Do you remember? He was like he was like Nico. He was he was he was he was high high. So I mean, but outside of Crompton, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, is Crompton the only one since ain't or uh, uh, uh since Garant- Peyton Garantano? <sighs> Sorry, but I Garantano mean, was super highly ranked. Man, he was, it's he true. Was, he was highly ranked, man. Sorry. This is true. This Sorry, is true. He, yeah, was, he was he was considered one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Had the whole Times Square commitment and everything. Like right. that didn't happen for for just running the mill dudes out of high school. And Urban Meyer really wanted him. Urban was was hurt. Urban was hurt that he did not get it. Like Urban was in his feelings. Like for real, for real. Like subtweeting. Yeah. You know you in your feelings when you when you <laughs> when you a grown man, you out here subtweeting. Golly. <laughs> Trying to take some shine off the kid's moment. If you're self-tweeting, Urban was hurt, hurt, hurt. Mm. So we've we've had our um, highly rated quarterbacks committed. The other, I McKeith. mean, we, we just had a five star that no. that transferred to UNLV. He was a five star. Mm-hmm. He was actually, uh, I think, rated higher than Garantano, wasn't he? Garantano. How you say his name? To Volstom's point, y'all couldn't even pronounce Garantano's name for four years. Just stop. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> As I'm reading that message, you we're trying not to make the it. same mistake. That's because he let us say it wrong for four years, or he changed it. Right? He changed his name. It's not fair. Something happened. He changed uh, it. The other McKee says JG was ranked higher than Jalen Hurts. He was ranked high. Those are facts, man. Urban was hurt. That he. He was he was he was ranked he was ranked high, man. He was ranked high. So Tennessee is in a p- perfect position to get one of those highly rated quarterbacks in the twenty three class. Good, perfect, nice, ideal, great position to pull a top quarterback. A six five two hundred fifty five oh three got Super Bowl. This weekend, Tennessee Vanderbilt in hoops. The Lady Vols got off of the snide, getting the big-time win 
last night. Was up by 28 points at one point, but wound up winning by double digits. So nice, nice win for the Lady Vols. Seth Stokes, Ben McKee, Jason Swain, stay with us. If you want to be part of the show, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Hello? Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to atfcu.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, subscribe to the Swain Event channel on YouTube. Don't think that um, the recruiting rankings are a, an exact science, but there are some some links and ties to winning and successful seasons. There's certainly a correlation between the number of players that you have invited to the combine and the level of success you should have during the season. Tennessee, Tennessee with four players invited to the NFL combine. Four. That is 
Bayless Jones, that is Elante Taylor, that is Cade Mays, and the Butler. The Butler. The Butler. That was more than I expected. Matthew Butler. What about you, Stokes? Were you were you uh what'd you think of of four being invited to the combine? I think that's fair. I mean, you, you had some guys, you know, play well throughout the season, get better as the season went on, and then shine in uh uh you know, in their their respective uh all star games. Um so that's that's that sounded about right to me. I mean you got to invite all three of the, 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 the senior bowl participants. I mean, that's the, them one mm-hmm. all-star game. And then Matthew Butler was kind of the the, the showstopper at the East-West Shrine. Uh, at one point, he was recognized as, as the best player there. So you got to invite him. Um, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a fair number. You obviously want it more. When you look at yeah. some of the top teams in the, in the, in the league, Georgia had 14. Oh. Alabama had 11, oh. A&M had 9, LSU had 9, Ole Miss had 8, Kentucky had 7, Arkansas had 5. And these are all teams that had better better records than us, um, except for LSU. LSU. And Florida. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll tie with Florida. Um, but all the teams that, that have more combine invites than us, those are the teams that you can say had a better record than us outside of outside of LSU. So they're the ones that didn't fire their coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that means what does it take to get an invite? That means that the the personnel departments in the NFL they s- submit names of guys that they want to see. Guys that like have a chance to get themselves drafted or or be you know, high quality free agents. Those are the players that they want to see. And just because you don't go to the combine doesn't mean you won't get drafted, but there's a nice, there's a nice possibility. Um, you still have your, your pro day and Alvin Kamara was basically drafted from his pro day. What he did showing his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield when he was personally worked out by Sean Payton, that's what got him drafted. But the combine, you, you do have access um, to GMs and, and, and coaches. Those are, people will all be there at the combine and you have a chance to kind of prove yourself and display your talents in front of them. But yeah, man, four, four for Tennessee. Hopefully three out of the four gets drafted. Hopefully all of them get drafted, but you think all will get drafted. Mm, I do not. I'll say that all of them do get drafted. I, I think that, that they all will get drafted. What about you, Stokes? Uh, I, I don't. Cade Mays. Uh, I don't I don't think so. Cade Mays will get drafted. I think Matthew Butler gets drafted after the, the performance he had at the East-West Shrine game. I think Alante gets drafted. So was that Lee Theo? Theo, or a Valus. Theo didn't get, yeah, Valus. Theo didn't get the invite to the combine, which he should have. That's that's and I that's th- a snub right there. That was yeah. weird. That's a snub. It should, <laughs> and, yeah, it should be five. Then I guess Theo was added late to the East West Shrine game with Butler. Yeah, he should have been. He should have been a combine invite. That's and, a, and he should have been. Yes, and he should have been invited to one of the All Star games, whether it was the Collegiate Bowl, whether it was the East West East yeah. West Shrine game. Yep. 
So I, I feel bad for Theo, man, because yeah. that that that's that does set your draft stock back, and it's like out of his control. But that that really stinks. But uh, I think I think K gets drafted. I think Butler gets drafted. I think Alante gets drafted, and I think Valus's versatility will get him drafted. Yeah, my my concern, my player that I'll be concerned with was a uh, will be Alante because, yeah, he he doesn't strike me as a NFL corner right now. He's the guy that people have been talking about moving to safety. Well, the the draft is about if I can if I can get you for cheaper, I will. So who's going to be fighting over, you know, fighting, cutting in front of the line to draft Alante as a corner when they know they can just draft him later? save money, and just move him to safety. I think that's kind of my approach. Not saying that Alante is not a good football player, but the draft is just different. Like, if, if they don't have to draft you high, they won't. And they if they can get you, for you know, I don't want to say for free, but if they can get you in the seventh round or get you as a free agent, they, they will. So I think Alante's question about what position he's going to play at the next level, I think that's going to hurt him unless he – goes safety at combine and like really, really, really shows up. And then his test numbers are great too. So he really has to do a good job when he goes with the corners and when he goes with the safeties because those are going to be his questions going into um, his professional career. And then I think the other guys um, have a chance. Cade is going to really have to, I think, show his, um, his, his strength bench pressing, you're going to have to test well, and I think the first day for him is going to be vital going to the hospital and the doctors looking at his medical records, things like that, because uh, you don't want to be, you don't be, you don't want to be red flagged because of your injuries, but 25% of the combine invite went to SEC players, 25%. No surprise. No surprise there. Just wait till Oklahoma and Texas are added. Then, then it'll be in the 30 to 35% range every year. But yes, I, I agree with what you said earlier, Swain, <laughs> about uh, forget recruiting rankings being telling of a team's success. If if you want to look at a team's success and, and whether they they failed or overachieved or, or something along those lines, go look at the the NFL Combine invites. Go look at the NFL draft picks. Yep. For for LSU to have as many Combine invites and, and not have a ton of success this year is is pretty alarming and also why coach O is no longer there along with off the field stuff. Florida was underperforming under Dan Mullen in, in big time football games and in, in power five games. But like if Florida had like seven combine invites, it would look worse on Dan Mullen because that means the NFL has identified some athletes, some real athletes and they want they to four. see. Yeah, they had, they had four. Well, and it, but that also speaks to why Florida fans wanted him gone. Their their biggest gripe with Mullen wasn't necessarily the X's and O's. It was his lack of recruiting. And and they felt like he was severely underachieving on the recruiting trail. And, and then true. And then you, you hear only four combine invites. That should never be the case for Florida. Florida should never have just four combine invites. I want to I want to ask y'all this because we didn't get a chance to cover it yesterday, and um, we got Stokes on for another twenty three minutes. So I want to make sure we get Stokes in on the conversation. But like we're 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 seeing some some of Pruitt's old coaches and staff members show up here in you 
Knoxville high school football. Uh, Joe Olsevet, who was brought in um, as an off-the-field coach initially, coming from JUCO ranks as a head coach, he came in and worked with receivers. With, with David Johnson was working with, with wide receivers, and then uh, when there was a vacancy and you brought in T. Martin, Joe Osvet was was coaching the tight ends, and the staff was blown up. Obviously, Joe Osvet, uh, to my knowledge, there wasn't you know wasn't anywhere at his, at his college. Took over the Heritage football program, so he is now the head coach at Heritage. Pat Abernathy, who was on Butch Jones' staff, uh, Pruitt's staff, and Hypo staff before. Um, stepping down, he is now with Beard, Beard High School. So his son, Tyler Barron, is on the team. And uh, Abernathy looks like he's going to be here in Knoxville coaching at Beard High School. Had a lot of other movement in high school football. Um, longtime Fulton head coach Rob Black won state championships. Um, just a fabulous job there at Fulton. He stepped down. Gary Rankin stepped down. Arguably the best high school coach in Tennessee football history. He just he just stepped down, and uh, Nick's took over there at Alcoa. So just a lot of a lot of movement, you know, here with high school football at Knoxville. But uh, Stokes, I just I get your take and Ben's take because we haven't talked about this yet. But man, Osavet staying here in Knoxville, so to speak, Blunt County, and uh, is going to take over a heritage program that, quite frankly, has not not been good in the last couple of decades. So all those players usually go to Maryville and Alcoa out there in Blount County, but mm-hmm. Osavet, man, is taking over the Heritage Program. I mean, he, he's a guy with a ton of experience in, in you know, several places. Um, and, you know, people around here kind of know who he is. And uh, that's – it's good for the high school. And, uh, you know, sometimes it'll be good for the coach to kind of regroup at a high school and um, get back to your – your coaching route, so to speak, and you know, I hope he has a lot of success. Like I don't, I don't hold a lot of ill will towards a lot of the guys who are on some of these failures as head coaches, staff. Like it's not necessarily their fault that the coach was a you know a dipwad. That that that's one way to put it for sure, and I do agree with you. <laughs> I I think it's pretty cool. Uh, it, it would be cool to see Joe Olson. Joseph at turn heritage into to something significant and, and some of those players that go to Maryville or go to Alcoa start going to heritage and, and then instead of it just being Maryville Alcoa you, you have kind of like a love triangle where we're all three are battling it out every year that that would be pretty cool for for entertainment value here here locally but I mean if, if that were to happen it, it would take several years to start kind of pulling that off but I, I think it speaks to a, a a larger issue with college coaching, mm. honestly. What's I, that? Just that it, it's. I mean, unless you're the head coach and just making millions and millions and, and millions of of dollars, I mean, I, I don't really know how to summarize it other than like it's 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 just not worth it at, for some of these guys. It, it's it's not a healthy lifestyle. I mean, the the grind is, is so difficult, and there, there's so much drama you have to deal with and and they're making good money don't 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 get me wrong but i mean they're changing jobs every year every two years every three years i mean it's it's just a 
it's not something that I would want to be a part of. I mean, South Carolina had an assistant coach step down and go take over a high school job at Baylor mm-hmm. uh, there in Chattanooga. The, uh, the tight ends coach. Yeah. Um, and, and then, like, you were speaking to a former college athlete yesterday who recently got out of college coaching because the grind wasn't all that great. And I, I know somebody personally who was in, in college baseball coaching and, and was a, a pitching coach, and, and now he's the head coach of a high school back in, in Huntsville. Because it's, it's just the, the the grind. It's just it's not worth it, almost. And it's, it's just I I would not want to be a part of the 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 college coaching lifestyle as it currently is with with all the drama you have to deal yeah. with the transfer portal and the nil and 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 that's on top of, I mean, absurd work days where, where you're working from. 6, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., 9 p.m. at night and calling recruits every single day. It's just the, the money is good, like I said earlier, and you are making, at least for college football coaches, college baseball, I mean, you're pretty much making the, the same as a head high school baseball coach unless you're coaching in the SEC. But these SEC assistants, they're, they're making good money, obviously, and much more than you would be being the head coach at Heritage High School. But – just the, the stress level, and you can enjoy your family. I mean, th- those two things are, are why I, I kind of think it speaks more to just the, the current atmosphere of, of college coaching. I mean, think about Joe Osevet, man. He, his, his, it appears that his only tie was like Coach Pruitt to get him into mm-hmm. college football at this level at SEC. Well, then, you know, Pruitt is done. So now who who who's your connection? And I didn't see Joel Savet jump onto another staff because you know he didn't probably know anybody that was gonna give him a shot. So it looked like he took a year off and couldn't get back in or decided not to get back in because of how your 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 future and your family's future can be altered with the snap of a finger. And coaching high school more stable. You don't have the resources, and it's, certainly it's going to be a difficult time building a, building a power at Heritage. But I think you're right, Ben. It's just, I mean, look at all these coaches who were in college and now they're in high school. Um, the grind is just, it's, it's something that not everybody's built for and not everybody wants to be a part of. I I did not want to be a part of it uh, when I had an opportunity to be a, be a GA when I finished playing. So um, time with your family time to, to do do things you want and having that control because if a staff gets fired and you on that staff as an assistant, man, your future is up in the air. Now you got to move your family. You, you know, you, you don't know. I was, um, you know, talking to my guy, Zach Azani, and, you know, they got a new coach there with the Broncos. Some of that staff, most of that staff was fired, but, you know, Zach was able to, to stay and the receiver's, are, are young. They're 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 being developed. Um, you know, Zach was was retained, and before his stop with Denver, man, he was Tennessee, Chicago. Uh, the stop before Tennessee, he was at Florida for a little bit. But I mean, in like four years, he's at four different places. So you get that stability as an assistant coach when you are somewhere uh, where the head coach has been there for a very long time. You get that, but for the most part, man, these guys are moving 
seems like every year or every other year. So I just want to get y'all's take on Joe Osevet, um, you know, being here. It also made me think about, yo, Pruitt. No offense to Joe Osevet, because, you know, the last time I talked to him was a, like, was a great conversation. Big, big fan of him getting opportunity. Hope that I saw his offense. I mean, you brought him in to – to, to show off his offense, but didn't even use enough of his stuff, it seemed like. But, like, I did have the stop being, and you said it, like, screw it. You had somebody in your staff that didn't get a job after you got fired, had to work work at a high school. That, that was one of my thoughts, too, because everybody else who was on Pruitt's staff that had some experience, I mean, they, they, they still got jobs. Now, the younger dudes, like the Shelton Feltons and the Niedermeyers, they they did not get a job back in college. So all the the players that were, excuse me, all the coaches that were directly tied to Pruitt, that they got the opportunity to coach on the field in college because of Pruitt, they are not coaching in college. But other coaches who had other ties and worked on other staffs and had a longer resume, more experience, those those coaches landed on their feet, whether it's at pros or at a different different school. Mm-hmm. So, I did find that find that uh, interesting. All right, let me get to the text box. Did the other members of Pruitt staff get their buyout money? I thought Osvaldo was a great shooter, so I hate to uh, for him not to get any bit of of a check. I don't know how that worked with those. Osvaldo wasn't fired, so. He should have got his money. Correct. He should have got his money. Now, to everybody else, yep. yeah, I don't think they got that money. Nope. I don't think they got that money. Niedermeyer did not get any money. Shelton Felton did not get any money. No. Nope. Brad says, isn't that the former tight end? Go ahead. His name Shelton Felton. <laughs> uh, Brad says, isn't that the former tight coach that the player said he knew more about the tight end position than the coach? Joe Savette was the coach when Jacob Warren did an interview and said that they they were basically helping helping coach helping coach come along. That correct. That was that was that was Jacob Warren and uh, Joe Savette. That was I missed the, that comment. My goodness, you missed that. Ben, did we did we save that video? I missed it. How did I? we? I think we saved it. I could go I back and find. That. I did not save it. I could go back and find it. But uh, yeah, that happened. Wow. I, I actually I. I clipped it and I sent it to you. I, I, it's it, it unless you if you have deleted our text thread within the last year year and a half, then you don't have it. But if you haven't deleted our text thread, then then you may be able to go back through the photos and videos I've sent you and, and find it. I know I sent this to um, former tight end. I sent it to a, a teammate of mine. I was like. I tell you, I said to Chris Brown, I was like, Chris, look, get your protege, man. He over here calling, calling out the tight ends coach. And Jacob didn't mean <laughs> he anything. Didn't mean wow. He didn't mean anything no, bad by mean. it. He didn't mean it. He, he was more so speaking to the, the the great relationship that the tight ends and Joe Osevet had. Yeah. And and that he's helping them. They're helping him. It, it, just kept, it, it didn't come out. It didn't sound great coming yeah, out. It was hilarious, man. It was it was freaking hilarious. I try to find the Stokes and send it to you. Can we get Stokes take on the Kentucky game for Tuesday? 
This is from KY Kentucky Vol in Paducah. Your take on Tuesday? It's going to be a late game, and Stokes won't probably watch all of it. This is true because I have to get up so early, just like you guys do. I'm going to try to 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 watch as much of it as I can. Um, I do go to bed a little earlier than I used to back in the day. Old man, um, but. Uh, look, I'm I'm slowly embracing it. Slowly. When you go to bed at eight forty-five, you, you're bit, just old. I don't ever go to sleep. Like my wife goes to bed super early and is like out quickly. Um, but I'll sit in bed and and read, or or if I'm like really awake or there's a game on I want to watch, I'll I'll you know pop on my tablet with my headphones so I don't bother her. But I'll just sit in bed and and watch it there until I get tired and then I want to go to sleep about an hour and a half later. But, uh, yeah, um, I think it's going to be a, another, you know, interesting Tennessee Kentucky game. And, and I, Tennessee didn't play well, obviously in, in Lexington last time. So I, I think this, this time around, it'll be a little bit different. Um, I don't know if Tennessee wins that game, but I think it's, it has a much different look and feel to it than it did last time. I don't think Tennessee takes the court and gets embarrassed. I mean, Tennessee wasn't great, but Tennessee wasn't bad in that Kentucky game, the first matchup. Kentucky just played their best game of the season, couldn't could not miss. Had their best shooting night ever <laughs> in twenty five years of conference it, play. That was insane. Yeah. It was it was crazy. So the thing that the thing that worries me but about t- this matchup is playing better now though. They are, but what worries me is that Who's going to match Oscar Seaway's physicality? That 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 was going to be Olivier. Mm-hmm. Urosh did it the first time. Shut up, man. He did not. Olivier got benched in that game. Yeah. Who's going who's gonna match it in this game? Jonas Adu, baby. Physicality? Oh yeah. He's gonna block all them shots, grab all them rebounds. Now now Oscar does, you know, he he the center from uh Alabama. Say his, say his name. Say his last name, Ben. Jawan Gary. No, the center, big boy, who didn't do a lot, but had a good game against Kentucky because of his length against Sheetway. Oh, uh, you talking about Charles Bediaco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bediaco, the the Canadian freshman. Yeah, he had a good game against Sheetway because of his length, and you know, know she Sheetway Sheetway had some problems with uh, Bediaco, so. If you are Tennessee, you play Jonas Adu, who is a seven seven footer, six eleven, and Uros. Maybe that that bothers uh, Sheway, but I worry about Sheway's physicality in the paint and on the glass. That was that's what worries me in this game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I ain't worried. I ain't worried about us. You know, jo- Josiah and Santi and Chandler and Zakai. I ain't worried about those guys. I know. What, I know what we're gonna get for the most part. But the paint, I need focus and drink a couple gallons of milk today. Get ready for Tuesday. <laughs> That's what I need. This Tuesday should be interesting. And we need, and, and some fast break points would be nice, too. Because KY Vol is right. Kentucky Vol is right. We barely had any fast break points. We got to get on the run, man. It's also hard to to get fast break points when the ball's coming through the net. The ball's going through the net. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're not turning them over. <laughs> Well, Rick wants the ball out of the net and running on make, so yeah. I don't I don't know why they don't go to the to the rim more. I mean, you have guys that can get to the rim. Kennedy, Zakai, 
Josiah. That that's another one. I don't I don't know why Josiah, and I'm not, I'm not gonna nitpick him right now because his shot is is looking good at the moment. He's playing his best ball. But, but even like even when when he's struggling, when he's not struggling with his shot, I don't know why he doesn't attack the rim more. And he has of late. He has of late. But he has the athleticism and and the body, the strength to to where he can be a problem going downhill towards the rim. And I don't know why he doesn't do it more. I, I don't. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, maybe he will. Maybe he will continue to, to to play like he has been playing last couple of games on a tear. We don't he he need to ball from the outside. Well, maybe he, maybe he continues to draw the ball and gets to the free throw line. I it's mean, helped him with his, him. Brent Hub sent me this stat after the game on Wednesday night. He said in the first 20 games, I miss Hubs. Josiah was 15 of 20 inside the three-point line. 20 games, 20 shots inside the three-point line. In the last three games since the Texas game, he's taken 16 shots inside the arc, and he's 10 of 16. Three games, whereas in the first 20, he took 20 shots inside the arc. I, I It just opens up so much for his game because, again, he's athletic and, and has the, the body control and, and, and the strength to, to get to the rim, and it, and it makes defenders play him more honest. They, 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 can, they can sag off. If, if, they, if they're weary of him getting to the rim, they, they sag off a little bit more and opens up a shot more from the three-point line. Just... Obviously, when, when you have more tools in your toolbox, you're harder to defend. So, it, it's Josiah Kennedy, all those guys I wish would go to the go to party over there. I'm, trying, I'm, I'm, I'm finding this video, man. For you're on a mission. I'm on a mission right now. Oh, <laughs> I found it. Stokes, I got you, man. <laughs> I got Sweet. you. Sweet. I got you. Then you got to, you know, find a, find a spot. But I got the link. I, I got you. I got you. It was from... Um, all right. Let me see here. It was from October the 28th, 2000. 2000? 2000. 2000. Was Jacob Warren born in 2000? 2020, excuse me. 2020. I got you, I got <laughs> you right here, Stokes. I'm going to send it to you, man. I got you. I got you taken care of. Jeff Moore says, you better watch it, Ben. When baby Freddie Freeman McKee gets to town, you'll wish you could go to bed. At 845. This is true. Also, that's a good point. When Freddie Freeman signs with the Yankees here in a couple of weeks, I should name him. I should name my kid Freddie. Don't you think, Stokes? He better not. Oh, speaking of this, this is actually Don't pretty. Even play like that. Well, it's not me. You better get onto your Braves. They're the ones messing around. Not, not willing to give a guy who sat through a rebuild, never complained, brought a World Series title, not willing to give him an extra year or two. That, that's pathetic. So be mad at your Braves. Don't be bad at me for they're, mentioning they're, truth here on the show. They're playing too much. They, they are playing too much. Playing How about this, Stokes? I found a Give perfect, that man his money. I found a perfect Tennessee basketball game for you to come to this year. Very last one of the season, March 5th, Tennessee is playing Arkansas. And on that day, the Braves World Series Tour, or the, the Braves World Series Trophy is going to be in town at the game because the the Braves announced their World Champions Trophy Tour, and one of their stops is going to be mm. Knoxville on March fifth for the Tennessee Arkansas game, and I, I imagine they'll have it on display somewhere inside of TBA, and you, you can come get your photo taken with it. I might have to look into that. 
might have to look into that. I think you should. I haven't been able to uh, get out to a basketball game yet. So that's a. Uh, hmm. It doesn't look like, like they're going to South Carolina show. either. So you can go to the Georgia Aquarium. It'll be at the Georgia Aquarium on Feb- February 19th. Georgia Aquarium's uh, overrated. Yeah, you can come here. We can go to the game, Stokes. We can hit Dead End Barbecue. And see the World Series trophy. You can kiss the World Series like a trophy. Good time. Yeah, man. And by then, my, like really my son time. will be named Freddie Freeman McKee because he, he signed for the Yankees and is now going to lead the Yankees to the World Series ring. Jeffrey Moore says, crap, this backfired on me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good idea first. See what you started, Jennifer. It was a good idea first, Jay Morris. Jay Morris. It was a good idea first, but then it backfired. Stokes, what you drinking this weekend? Super Bowl weekend. Now you got to be drinking something good. Yeah, I've got to go get something. Um, I honestly don't know. I have not made that decision. So that uh, I will tweet it out when I figure out what it is I want to be purchasing. Um, my mind's been on that truck getting that fixed, so I haven't been looking at too many other things right now. So I am going to uh, – that's a, that's a really good question. Uh, I know recently I picked up a, a, a multi-pack of some of uh, New Belgium's special edition IPAs. Um, that was that was very good. Um, so I don't know. I have to see what's uh, what's out there, what interests me. Peaks my interest. Um, what you can't get too crazy because we've got people coming over and stuff. So I, I, I got. Oh, you can still get crazy. Know, just and eh, not these people. <laughs> Who you got winning the Super? Not, not with these winning people. the Super Bowl, Stokes. I think the Bengals get it done. Honestly, uh. I know a lot of people. A lot of people are, are on the Rams. And I understand that that defensive front's pretty nasty, but I don't know something special about the Bengals right now. So I, I think the Bengals pull it off, and I'm hoping they do. Honestly, I don't want Matt Stafford to get a Super Bowl, Super Bowl trophy. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you, Stokes. I haven't I haven't decided who I'm uh, who I'm betting on. So whoever I'm betting on is the team that I'm winning. Uh, I won't win. I want to win. Excuse me. The Rams right now are favored by four, four and a half. So we'll see. We'll see where mm-hmm. my cheering will go to. Probably the Bengals. I probably picked the Bengals to cover. <laughs> probably the Bengals. I probably picked them to cover. We'll see. Bengals, Bengals at four and a half. half. Rams at show. four. Huh? I'm ready for the halftime show. That's yes. what I'm ready for. It's gonna be. It's gonna be one of the best. Yes. That's what I'm waiting for. I will be surprised be. if it's not good. Did y'all know that Eminem and Snoop was beefing? No. Yeah, man. Apparently no. Eminem's last song he did, he had a Snoop diss in there because Snoop did not name Eminem as a top five or ten rapper. Eminem was not happy about it. So. I, I I love Eminem, but nobody's listening to new Eminem. I'm sorry. I wasn't even aware of this, and neither were you. I just told you. But you weren't aware of the song until you found out. I, I mean, I had, to, you know, I had to go look at the lyrics, but... Eminem had a bad night last night. Did she want? John ja Morant beat down his Detroit oh, Pistons. Oh, God. He ain't think about no Pistons. <laughs> All right, Stokes, man. Have a good weekend. Good luck on, on the truck, man. 
<laughs> appreciate it, man. Just got to figure that out. All I right. Appreciate it, man. Y'all have a great weekend and uh, enjoy watching the Super Bowl. And I'll, I'll holler at y'all. Sounds good, my friend. Seth Stokes, our number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. HappyHiller.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back.